someone would have offered him a beer, everything would have been fine. All Joker needed was a beer. Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my right. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Or is he? Maybe he's a scroll. What is a scroll? I don't know what you're talking about. What have you done with my best friend, you scroll bitch? You'll never catch us! <laughs> Guys, like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube and SoundCloud. You're checking this out somewhere while here. Why not like comment and share sharing as always is the best way to get us out in front of people and of course all of our personal social media or rather my personal social media because this scroll bitch ain't got any is down in the description it's below. still the same info <laughs> We're gonna be talking about scrolls a little later on the show, but uh, first we're gonna we got a lot in our in our banter segment of this show. Uh, first of all, there's a problem with beer and banter, guys. You may have noticed that nothing got uploaded on Friday, and that is because we found out some other sons of bitches got our fucking name way before we ever came up with it. And those assholes. They have discovered time travel. They listened in on us, found the name, traveled back, made it before we could, so that way they could sue us for copyright infringement. But we found it out. I think the real problem here is that they haven't shared that technology with the world. But more personally, they stole our name. (laughs) So I I wouldn't share time travel technology. uh, Neither would I. Um, I would use it for evil. (laughs) <laughs> I'd, I'd use it straight straight up personal gain oh yeah personal gain but like, then again I feel like that's that's a uh, a form of evil in itself I wouldn't necessarily call it evil going back like into say the 60s or 70s and buying a shit ton of apple stock and just stuff like that stuff that's not necessarily going to be detrimental like 10 copies of action comics number one Oh, I'd pick up. Oh, I, I would clear a place I'd, out. I'd show up with a dollar. <laughs> but the thing is, you'd show up with a dollar from 2018. And, and see, this is where the crime comes in. You you got to rob enough banks to find a dollar for that old. <laughs> That's where the crime comes in. And then the evil spirals from there. And before you know it, you're murdering a bus full of children. <laughs> Well, that got real dark real fast. I think we should move on. We should. Uh, And speaking of moving on, that means that we are going to be readjusting what we're going to do with the show. We did pre-record a few episodes. I think at least two or three of them are really worthy of going up. So I think what I'm going to do with those is we'll come up with a new name. We'll probably do like a prologue episode, an unofficial first episode to lead us into the first episode where I will badly dub over any mention of beer and banter with the new name. <laughs> it'll be episode zero. Oh yeah, it'll be 0.1 or whatever. No, no, just the prologue episode will be like, go ahead and put out the other episodes and then come out with episode number zero. So I can be entirely confusing like um, like DC was with New 52. Or like Marvel was when they kept doing all of those 1.2s, 1.3s. 
fuck you, Spider-Man. I don't <laughs> care that you're writing a dinosaur thing. Right? I kind of do. Uh, we also have a new show coming up this week called Why We're Not Writers, welcoming a new member to the Subject to Change Entertainment family. That's uh, Sean King. He does not have a fancy nickname yet, but we're working on that. Uh, I have already listened to the show, guys. This is going to be real fun. We realized a small problem with our mics that we will be fixing on the next episode, but... Otherwise, it's real fun. It's actually kind of an original idea. The thing is, we are taking the first episode of a television show and the last episode of a television show and talking about them. And then we try and guess what happened in between there. Now, these shows are going to be shows that we have never watched before. So, you know, you're getting genuine... Uh, filler for eight episode, eight season gaps. <laughs> <laughs> and while we had some reservations about can't we actually try and tie together a first and eighth season, it came out pretty good. So check that out. That's out Friday uh, here on YouTube or SoundCloud, wherever you're hearing this. Uh, and the other thing we're going to talk about right now is uh, we got our hands, well, I got my hands on the DC Universe app, and Odal all but refuses to get his hands on the DC Universe app. So I'm not so much refusing as I am waiting for it to get more of what I want. Well... And, and, and that's why I say all but refusing. You're like, you're, because you put out, you told me earlier today in a message that it was either you were waiting on Titans or you were waiting for it to be on console. Because if you weren't aware, uh, it is not available on Xbox or PlayStation right now. And that's actually how I use most of my streaming services as well. Yeah. But, uh, so I was kind of bummed myself to hear about that. And I told you, you're going to be waiting a while for the console thing. And here's why. It's because of people like you. And and this is why I say I that. I, I'm a big believer in the numbers. For for a few years now, I've tried to go very legitimate with the way that I watch things. Because I believe the power of the numbers helps breed uh, life for shows and services and stuff. And so if you truly enjoy something, you truly want something to work and you want it to keep going... You gotta show it support, and you gotta get in on the ground floor. If not, jump in as soon as you can. And when people wait for things like console, you may never get it because they may never go to console if they don't get numbers because everyone's waiting on this thing and everyone's waiting on that thing, and they don't want to sign up until all the CW shows are on there, and they don't want to sign up until the shit ends with Netflix and that and this and that and this. And there's so many excuses not to that may end up killing the the platform, and I'm not down with that. But you know the best part is? What? I have two friends that I can just leech off of right now. Me, bitch. <laughs> the shows but and everything still are still going to get the numbers. They, yes. They're just missing out on my $6 a month. You still won't come off of your fucking Amazon account. And I want to watch the goddamn tick. All right. <laughs> I keep forgetting that's on there. I yeah. haven't even watched it. Uh, but no, I, I have signed up, and I can say that the service is pretty good. Uh, I mean, watching things like TV, movies, and stuff like that, it's kind of your basic thing, like any streaming service. Uh, instead of a Q or a My Stuff or whatever have you on whatever platform you want to compare it to, 
Uh, it has playlists that you customize. There's an automatic favorites playlist. And then anything after that, you have to name and add a description or whatever. It, it's really weird the way they're doing that. I get it. Especially when it comes to the comics, which is my biggest problem with the platform. Uh, because with the comics, while you can read them on the platform or even download them for offline reading, which I really loved that idea because that's actually how I listen to all of my podcasts too. It's, it's really helpful. Uh, what is not helpful, however, is that they will collect entire stories in a collection but if you want to add them to your queue, you have to add them to a playlist one book at a time. So if it's only like a four-part story, not a big deal. If it's a 12-part story, that's a little fucking time-consuming. you know, 52 issues of, you know, the new 52 Batman run. Right. And there's also a problem with the comics in which that they have, like, the first issue of Blackest Night. They don't have any of the others. They have the first three issues of Crisis on Infinite Earths. They don't have any of the others. And I get it. You're trying to get people hooked so that they'll go out and they'll maybe buy the trades and shit. And then I'm sure these will be put out in collections. Because uh, they did say they were going to cycle through their events and stuff. And right. I'm sure on an anniversary or something, they'll probably put them out. But it's still frustrating that like there's that first issue. But I can't read any of the others. <laughs> Luckily, I have plenty of trades myself. But uh, and, and there's another pretty thing. Pretty big backlog. But to to sandwich it with something else that's good about the platform, they have a, a program on there called DC Daily, and it's all your DC comics and TV and movie news and all that shit. Uh, it's five days a week, Monday through Friday. And I've really loved it. And especially uh, this first week, they did a three-part documentary series about... Um, uh, shit. I literally... George Perez. I just had his name oh. as my... George Perez and his career and contributions to Which the... Which uh, makes sense. They're bringing him up with the, with Titans being one of the yes. first shows. That and that released. was the first part of the thing was they talked about Titans. Because he wasn't a huge name before he got onto Titans. And then right. he did Titans. And then that's what got him in the door for doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. I like, Perez and Wolfman didn't really have much going for like they have some work out there yeah but that's what really catapulted them along mm -hmm. and now like we see where that's come with this and, and they even saved wonder woman in the 80s that character yeah. was almost dead like they were thinking about dropping the book and he, he even says in that segment uh where they're talking about his work on wonder woman like he's just coming off of crisis on infinite earths he could have asked any book he wanted and he would have been given it he could have done batman superman whatever he wanted and he chose wonder woman and uh it, it was even entertaining because he says like the it was one of the greatest compliments he gets is from women who are like i'm surprised that wasn't written by a woman <laughs> and, and, then, and i'm quoting him on that one so don't give me any shit for it but i thought that was a fun anecdote that he gave there but it's really great I love watching that uh, after Philip DeFranco with my morning breakfast before work and shit. So it's given me another kind of news show to watch. So there's some good, there's some really annoying bad, but 
I I feel like it's gonna grow into itself, and yeah. I'm I'm making sure to comment as much as possible because you do create an account, you can create a username, and you can comment on. Yeah, because they, they also have the community aspect. Yeah, of it's it too. a it's a whole community thing. You can comment on everything, you can reply to people and stuff. And I'm so sure, I'm very sure in these early days they're gonna be checking those comments for feedback and trying to see where everyone is with the platform and making adjustments based on that type of stuff. So. Very important if you are already on the DC Universe app, get involved with the community, start talking now, start getting your voice heard, start getting your complaints heard, and let them know what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, so that they can make this the perfect DC Comics movie TV app for all of us. And if you're like Odal and you're waiting, get the fuck on the goddamn platform now, you you son of a bitch. Give them your money. Get on the bandwagon. Give them your money, buy more stuff from their store that you can only get on there. Sell your house, sell your car, sell your wife, sell your kids, buy DC right now. By the way, this episode is sponsored by the DC Universe app. <laughs> we wish. It's really yeah, not. Yeah, we really do wish. Uh, we're likely to say something racist later, so... Uh, in, <laughs> it happens almost every episode. Inadvertently so, but yeah. Uh, that's why we never will be. Uh, but I think that's a good place to uh, move on into trailers, unless you have anything else to say about... If you want to defend your deplorable fucking actions... No, no, I, I, I stand by what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, we got some trailers to look into, guys. First one we're talking about here is the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina trailer, which dropped, uh, which, uh, if you're not familiar, is based on the 2014 uh, comic, which I am only familiar with because of the uh, comic story and videos I watched. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I know the core story, I know the core elements of it, and uh, from what I know, this looks incredibly close to the source material. Well, I mean... <laughs> we're, we're... Good point, Odal. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we are in that age where shows are able to get closer and closer to source material. Right. Or at um, least the the people in charge of them are smart enough to know that that's the way to go, rather that's, than that's taking what audience is gonna want. Then taking Archie and the gang and turning them all into sex crazed, drug addicted idiots. Yeah, don't we don't like, talk about that. I don't like Riverdale. <laughs> it's it is it is a CW drama. It is not a comic book show. It is a CW drama. Fair enough. Uh, good thing this one's going to Netflix. Right? Uh, the trailer doesn't give us much, though. Uh, but, but it's creepy oh, as shit, dude. Very effectively creepy. Like, I, it it kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Occultive? Occult? Like, is occultive a word? Occultive? Uh, sure, I don't think, we'll roll with it. Yeah, I don't think it is a word, but I think we just made it one. Uh, it's occultive as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, I mean, especially that monotone rendition of Happy Birthday playing under yeah. the whole trailer. Yeah, really, really cool. The, some of the imagery. Yeah, like, I mean, very... I'm pretty sure we saw the devil walk out of a tree at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Yeah, we pretty much saw Satan in, yeah. in this. Satan, um, so, gonna call it right now. Satan's in the show. There you go. I really don't know what else you could call that. <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's a, like... Tall goat-headed man thing. Thing, yeah. 
I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a very chilling trailer. Yeah. So, uh, you know, me personally having no knowledge of the comics that it's based off of, just seeing this, this is, I feel like this teaser that we got is showing that it's going to try to rival something like American Horror Story. Where it, okay, it yeah. kind of gives you that, like, freaked out feeling and, like, this isn't what you should really be seeing on TV. It's very out of the do norm. You, do you think it'll go that extreme, though? Because American Horror Story goes pretty fucking extreme. I don't think it's going to go the lengths that AHS does. Because, yeah. I mean, they go... Oh, yeah. Way out there yeah but with this with this being based off of a comic do we have an official rating for the show yet i don't think so uh but, i mean which I is weird see this with just with this teaser i can see it being like an m yeah and what's weird about not knowing that right now is that everyone seems to give a shit about that particular news in itself like I, it feels like every other day i'm seeing like rating uh, the msrp or mm <laughs> mmrp rating revealed for this movie and i'm i just scroll past it because i don't give a fuck just make it good if it's if it's like deadpool and it's rated g fine just find a way to fucking make it work you know <laughs> like that's what i care about if it's rated G, so... Write it decently. That's all I care about. Yeah, and This I mean, looks pretty good. And who who's working on this? I don't who, fucking know that either. Oh, I thought you knew the creative team behind this. <laughs> I don't think we've... Uh, again, I think the only news that has really made big splashes about this was that it's happening, it's moved to Netflix, and now this trailer. Because that's, like, in my recollection, that's all I can bring up. Uh, I know it was supposed to be on the CW initially, and then for whatever reason they felt like moving it. Uh, I think they moved it. Okay, it's gonna be TV fourteen. Okay, that's uh, that can be uh, push the boundaries, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Directed by Rob Seidenglanz and Maggie Kylie. So nobody we're fucking familiar with. <laughs> Um, Fantastic. Uh, that sounds like dead air to me. Oh, there are multiple <laughs> different directors for the... Well, yeah, no, it's episodes. a TV show. Um, series writing credits. Roberto Aguirre Sarquesa. Okay. Uh, known for... <laughs> he producer on Riverdale, writer of Carrie. Ooh. Wait, which uh, one? Which of the, the like, one from, four? The one from 2013. Yeah. Uh, producer from Supergirl. Okay. Writer on Supergirl. Um, See, if they're the writer of Riverdale and the writer of that carry, now I'm a little worried. <laughs> it looks great. Not a huge fan of that writer, apparently, because I'm not a big fan of the things that I've seen so far. Either way, guys, this show premieres on Netflix. On October 26th, you can form your own opinion about it. Me, personally, I'm definitely going to be checking it out. I'm I'm there. This trailer has sold me, even if Odal has tried to dissuade me 
just now. <laughs> I wasn't trying to dissuade you about shit. I don't know anything about this series. I'm just saying, like, or this... was he? Because he might be a fucking scroll, and he's oh, trying to make me hate. Every... Is that what scrolls sound? Oh, <laughs> what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, if we walk into Captain Marvel and they start going, <laughs> I'm I'm walking out. I'm done. <laughs> can't can't abide by that. <laughs> Speaking of Captain Marvel, that's the next trailer we're talking what? about. Yeah. Uh, first, before we dig into the whole thing, I have to make a few corrections. Uh, first, Maria Rambo. Uh, has never been Captain Marvel. I said that <laughs> on the last episode. She's the mother of Monica Rambo, who held the mantle at one time. And also, Jude Law has actually never been confirmed as Marvel by Marvel Studios or the actor. It's just speculation <laughs> at this point. And I kind of made it as a definitive statement in the uh, in the last episode. So I want to clean it's those two things up. Statement. Um, That's what I said. No, no, no. Oh. It's a definitive. He's fucking Marvel. Fuck him. He knows. He could He's be. just holding information from the Let's not go crazy with it, though, because then we're wrong. And it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I'd like to keep the count down, though, you know? Let's try not to have any redactions from any more episodes. I, I get it. I get it. You're right. Okay, so, moving along. Moving along, yes. Uh, ugh, this trailer is so fucking good. Right. Okay, it, like... My excitement has died down a bit. When I first saw it, man, I made so many fucking noises. I was jumping up. I was like, yes, fuck yeah, this thing and that thing. And he jizzed in his pants. All over the thing. So some people are going to be receiving some very questionable windows. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, what do you want to talk about first? Man? Well, uh, let's talk about this. Young Nick Fury looks amazing uh, and we've talked about this before about their their aging yeah uh, and and the last thing we had though was just a still image and you can do a lot of wonders with photoshop on a still yeah. image but this, but this was, was in action fan like this looks straight out of pulp fiction yes he looks perfect and it sounds like they've tweaked his voice a little bit to too to make him sound younger. a little younger yeah like, but I mean, and the thing is, when I say that he looks like he's straight out of Pulp Fiction, he looks straight out of Pulp Fiction. Right. From that year, like, just everything. Like, they the suit, the hair, everything. <laughs> well, not the hair. He had a he had an afro in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> so you're overreaching that a little bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just put hair on him in the trailer. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it looks like like he had just finished that role. They went ahead and pre-recorded this in case they ever needed this footage in the future. But, okay, let's talk for just a quick minute of the first thing we see in the trailer. A blockbuster video. Blockbuster video. Love like, that cameo. Big character in the film. <laughs> I, I saw that, and and it took me a second. Because I saw him like... Okay, that's not a bit. Oh yeah, it takes place in the '90s, or it could have taken place in Alaska. That's true. They still have an accent. <laughs> they got one up there. Uh, <laughs> as of recording this, I don't know what's going to happen by the time this <laughs> uh But yeah, no, that was that was fun. That warmed my heart a little yeah. bit, and it also made me a little depressed because I kind of missed those days. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, blockbuster video shows up. Going back to the de aging though, Colson doesn't look that much older or much younger i mean did you did you pause on that at all not really but i i know what you mean they gave him a little more of a hairline that's what it seems 
Yeah, but Coulson's really kind of aging well, though. Yeah, but still, it it doesn't look it doesn't look any different from like maybe they cleared up some forehead wrinkles. I don't know, but it, like it, it looks like that was a clip from the next season of Marvel's Agents of Shield. You know. Well, We'll have to give it another look to be sure, but maybe, uh, maybe they you know wasted, how I do these. I have paused maybe and they paused wasted and paused. their de aging budget straight on Samuel L. Jackson because they had <laughs> to. They had to. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but still, uh, you know, they could have slid a little bit his way. Either way, or maybe it's just like kind of like the rolling joke with his character. Maybe he's kind of ageless. I don't know. I like because that idea. this Coulson who's running around in the universe right now in in current continuity is uh is, is not a clone but reanimated uh, so you could argue oh, that the year different i don't know but Haiti. then again that show Haiti. uh tahiti tahiti yeah uh that sh- that show only picks up like a year after uh avengers, avengers. so no you can't really argue that either no nope uh, there's no way to spin this Marvel. You done fucked up now. You lost my money. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's move on. Hold on. Oh, whoa, whoa! Shit! Oh, wow. Alpha Spectre just kind of teleported out of here. It's kind of weird. Leading me to believe more that he's a scrawl. But I guess that kind of leaves the whole episode on me. Uh, okay, so where were we? Uh, well, we talked enough about how the de-aging technology works, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the fact that there's a mystery surrounding Carol Danvers here. She's seen flashes of life on Earth, but says she doesn't remember them and that she can tell uh, she can't tell if they're real. However, there is a clip where it looks like that could be Danvers in regular clothes getting her powers on what could be Earth, which ends on a shot of her hand, which cuts to what is definitely her hand in the suit. Uh, there's also a shot of uh, where an alien ship comes out of cloaking in front of what doesn't look like an alien ship, but rather a fighter jet, which later we do see a clip where Carol is in a cockpit in space, so those could be right at the same time. We also get a look at Fury's pager pre-high-tech enhancements, which uh, leads me to question... What exactly happens here? Where? How far out does she go? Does she go to a different realm? Does she go to a different universe at the end of this film? Uh, what happens there? Nick Fury also seen in the trailer holding a cold pack on his left eye during what looks like a scroll autopsy. So maybe this is the scroll that takes his eye. Uh, maybe it's just a fake-out moment in the movie, you know, they like to do that type of shit, especially when we're looking for, like, oh, is this how he loses the eye? Is this how he loses the eye? You know how that can be. Plenty of Star Force shots in this. Uh, I've come around on the suit. I think, uh, I think it was last episode we were talking about the first look images. I was a little meh on the suit. But after revisiting some of the recent continuity in the comics, looking at that suit, uh, I'm I'm even more sold on this suit. Especially because in this trailer, we get 
the mask the mask with the mohawk and the all and the eyes and everything is so fucking cool to see that happen and uh yeah i'm just totally sold on this movie i think it's gonna be great can't wait to see what uh role the scrolls are gonna play in this whole thing it's gonna be insane so definitely definitely check that out coming out march 2019 go see it. We're going to go ahead and move on. Well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and move on to the news. And uh, first thing we're going to talk about here, shit, this is weird. It's not usually just me. It's actually never just been me. First thing I'm going to move on to talking about is the Joker makeup test that went out uh, a week after getting our first look at Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck. Those were words aka the joker in the upcoming origin film we got a makeup test video from director todd phillips revealing what may be the final look for the titular character given some uh finals a harsh term but there were also some on set leaked photos so this john wayne gacy ish type image this different type of joker that we saw in this makeup test that may or may not be uh, our final Joker. It may evolve during the filming. It may stay that same way the whole time. I am on the side of good. Okay, we have had some good Joker interpretations, whether you want to consider Jack Nicholson, you want to consider the 66 Joker, you want to consider the Batman animated series Joker. Heath Ledger, of course, is a name that will be shouted from the rooftops until the end of time. So I'm all down for a new kind of Joker, especially if it's not the new kind of Joker we saw in Suicide Squad, because I can do without Jared Leto's Joker. I don't care if you feel different. I mean, leave it in the comments if you do. But whatever, we're going to go ahead and move on. I'm going to go ahead and move on, though, to the PlayStation Classic, which I'm actually kind of really bummed that Alpha Spectre is not here to talk with me about. I'm sure he got his hands on some much better or more prolific, I don't know, games on the old PlayStation than I did back in the day. Uh, but we're going to talk about this anyways, guys. Uh, this mini console is going to come with an HDMI and USB cable and two original non-DualShock controllers. But you will have to buy a compatible USB-AC adapter if you're going to want to power the console via outlet. Because that does not come included. Uh, but what does come included is 20 games preloaded onto the console, which includes Final Fantasy VII. Tekken 3, Wild Arms, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer Type 4, uh, with 15 more yet to be announced. And what I'd like to talk about is, what are these other games? What would you guys like to see? A listener suggested uh, that maybe Parappa the Rapper, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, and of course, uh, Legend of the Dragoon should definitely be on there. That listener being Jordan Madden, not Maddox. Eh? Eh? Anyways, me personally, I would love to see Metal Gear Solid on here. I am a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. My PlayStation 3 was the last of the 80 gig 
uh, fat consoles to be released uh, with the four USB ports and the uh, SD port and the, all that stuff. And it came prepackaged with Metal Gear Solid and a game guide. <laughs> Just letting you know. Uh, I'd also love to see the classic Tomb Raider on here, maybe Tomb Raider 2. Uh, speaking of classic PlayStation sequels that I would love to see on this console, Twisted Metal 2, if you don't put that one on there, what the fuck are you doing for real? Uh, if you want to cover the horror ground, Resident Evil is a good way to go, I guess, but I would much rather see Silent Hill. I love that game so much more. It is so much creepier and horrifying. It will fuck with you. Uh, another one I would love to see on here uh, that I never got to play back in the day. Uh, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. I definitely want to see that one on here. I know I could probably buy it on the PlayStation Store. Uh, whether on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3, I don't know. But I don't know if... if these other 15 titles are good enough, I'll probably end up getting this, even though pre-orders are selling out, but I'm sure I'll get my hands on it eventually. I got my hands on an SNES Classic, so I'm not worried about this. But there are some titles that I feel like people are going to bring up that I did want to touch on. Uh, one being Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I can just see there being some sort of resurgence for that title, people saying, bring it back. If you're going to bring it back, put it on the PlayStation Classic. Guys, I'm sorry. Especially with the advancements that those games made. Uh, one of my favorite ones being playing uh, Tony Hawk's Underground on the GameCube. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on the original PlayStation, even Pro Skater 2, probably not going to age that well. Probably not a title you want to see on here. Uh, another one I know people have already talked about, uh, listeners have even talked to me about this one, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. I don't believe these are going to be on the system. And the reason I believe that is because they recently came out with those uh, HD remake editions. Uh, Crash Bandicoot is already out, I know that. I think Spyro is coming out or just about to come out, something like that. But with those on the shelf, those remastered, re, uh, reanimated editions, whatever you want to call them, I don't think they're going to put out the classic ones on this because there will be those players who are going to say, like, well, why, why should I buy that brand new $60 collection when I can just play the one I want to play right here, right now? Because I don't care about the graphics. I don't care about it looking cleaner. I know personally I have Spyro and Crash Bandicoot as PlayStation Classics downloaded on my PlayStation 3. And I love those. Even though I'm still probably going to buy those remastered collections. But me personally, if I never buy those remastered collections, I'll be fine. Because I have them both on disc and I have them on my PlayStation 3. So, uh, another one. The last one I think I want to bring up. Final Fantasy Tactics. This one could be on the system, and if they do put it on the system, it won't be a bad move. Final Fantasy Tactics, fun game, great game, uh, but with them putting Final Fantasy VII on there, I just, I don't see them making this move. I don't, with only 20 titles in tow, in tow 
I don't see them adding Final Fantasy Tactics as one of them. It, it would seem like overkill. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But the PSC is set for release uh, December 3rd. Yeah, I said PSC, PlayStation Classic. Uh, December 3rd, that thing's coming out for $99.99. And like I already mentioned, pre-orders are available now. They are selling out. So get on that as soon as you can. Next up, though, I'm going to talk about this whole Henry Cavill thing that's going down. What is happening here? Because there's been a lot of mismatched news Uh, I know just from overhearing people talk about it that people do not have the full story here. So I'm going to give it to you as best as I could find. I did the deep dives. I brought up everything that I could find. And this, this is the story as I know it so far. Roughly two weeks ago, the news broke from The Hollywood Reporter that scheduling conflicts had broken down between Henry Cavill and Warner Brothers, causing them to cancel plans for a cameo in Shazam and possibly the role of Superman altogether. That same day, two statements were made. The first coming from Cavill's manager, Danny Garcia, stating, quote, be peaceful, the cape is still in his closet, end quote. The other coming from Warner Brothers, who said, quote, no deci- while no decisions have been made regarding any upcoming Superman films, we've always had great respect for and a great relationship with Henry Cavill, and that remains un- unchanged. Blah, unchanged. Doing great. On my own. End quote. <laughs> then, later again that day, Henry Cavill posted a very confusing video on his Instagram with the caption, Today was exciting. The video shows a silent Cavill in a dark room wearing a Krypton lifting team t-shirt while a cover of Johann Strauss II's The Blue Danube Waltz, accompanied by barking dogs, plays as he slowly lifts an action figure of Superman into frame, confusing everyone. Finally, the next day, TMZ reported that unnamed sources claim that there is no drama between the actor and the studio, and that Cavill simply believes he should be paid more for the role. Uh, with all this craziness, me personally, I don't think Cavill is checking out completely. I don't think he has said, fuck Superman. The guy obviously enjoys the role, enjoys being part of it. And I feel like we just finally got to see the real Superman in Justice League. Me being an apologist for some of that film, uh, while I understand it's not the greatest, it's not perfect, I'm a huge advocate for Superman. And in being that, I love him in this role now more than ever. I enjoy Man of Steel. I liked that movie, and I thought Henry Cavill was a good fit, but being directed incorrectly. And then you had Batman vs. Superman, which I still have yet to see the Ultimate Edition. I have it on Blu-ray now. Gonna revisit it, especially with a new mindset on the whole Martha thing. If you want me to talk about the whole Martha thing and what my thoughts are on it and why I'm seeing it in a different light, let me know in the comments down below. That's the only way you're gonna get me to do it. You better fucking comment. But... Then we saw him in Justice League, and I feel like that is the first time we saw Henry Cavill in all Superman glory, and I loved it. I ate it the fuck up. Of course, 
no one is ever going to replace Christopher Reeve. And for some people, no one's ever going to replace George Reeves. But, man, Henry Cavill finally took that role and did everything I thought he was capable of doing with it. And I'm, I'm very excited for that. But if he is stepping away, if this is final, if they are no longer in cahoots and we're not going to see Cavill in the cape again, just do Flashpoint and clean the fucking slate. If you want to keep this guy on as the Flash in the movies, that's fine. Okay, I can learn to love him. I didn't even entirely hate him in Justice League. I thought... The changes to his character are a little, little shocking, but still, I can learn to love this guy. I even laughed at a few of his parts. But if you're going to do this, let's make it a continuity thing. Let's let's make it like DC Comics. Yeah, some shit got fucked up. Okay, fine. That's fine. You know what? Wonder Woman was good. Man of Steel, in my opinion, was good. Justice League has its flaws, but overall, it is okay. At best, some people are falling on one side of Batman versus Superman. I am one of them until I get to watch this Ultimate Edition. When I watch the Ultimate Edition, I'll, I'll cement a final opinion. But, uh, ultimately, I think the best thing to do here, Flashpoint. Flashpoint, the whole fucking thing. You got no one else making an appearance in Shazam, so you can carry Shazam over. Uh, Wonder Woman is great on its own. Yeah, sure. Carry over Wonder Woman. I love Gal Gadot in this uh, in this series. I love her in that role. I love her in the movies. I can't wait for Wonder Woman 84. Uh, but I am exhausted of the overall here. I want a DC universe. Whether it's DCEU, Worlds of DC, whatever you want to call it. I want a combined movie universe similar to Marvel. I love you, DC. I would argue right now you're my favorite. But the weird thing is, is that when it comes to comics, I lean DC. When it comes to movies, I lean Marvel. And vice versa in in those areas. If I'm leaning away from something, it's the opposite. That It shouldn't be that way. I should be loving across the board. And I think Marvel, in the comics are coming to a point where I can start falling back in love with them. I never really jumped off of Spider-Man, and even when I did jump off, I had tracked down, or rather had people track down <laughs> all the issues I missed for me. And uh, I'm, I'm jumping into things I am really bummed because I did miss, my LCS did miss 10 issues of Moon Knight with my favorite band's lead singer were doing the writing, so that kind of sucks. But Moon Knight would have been in in the poll, but I, I'm reading Fantastic Four and The Punisher. I'm leaning back into Marvel. But with the movies, it's it's just getting harder and harder with DC. It, just the more random fucking crazy news that comes out. Speaking of random crazy news, though, I think it's time to check out what's going on in the phone booth. It's time for the news, the phone booth news. That's right, guys. It's time for the phone booth news, where I try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives me three minutes, 45 seconds. Usually, Alpha Spectre is here to do the timer, but that is going to be me, myself, and I. So, whenever I'm ready, let me let me get a sip of beer here. 
God, that's so good. Uh, yeah. yeah, running right off the rails. It's just me and me. <laughs> so, all right, and go. In video game news, the Nintendo Switch is getting an Eevee and Pikachu special edition for the release of Pokemon Let's Go. See the full photos at GameStop.com. A data miner found a new Pokemon in the file, files of the aforementioned game. And just a day later, the mysterious 891st Pokemon began appearing in Pokemon Go, only to turn into a ditto when caught. Square Enix revealed a free Kingdom Hearts v uh, has revealed a free Kingdom Hearts VR experience for PlayStation VR, which will be a 10-minute interactive video featuring music from the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Several Final Fantasy games will be coming to the Nintendo Switch and Xbox One from November on into 2019, including Final Fantasy VII and IX. Yu-Gi-Oh! protagonist Yugi Moto will be joining the roster of Shonen Jump-themed fighting game Jump Force, and Goku's Super Saiyan Blue form will also be featured in the game. Players of Shadow of the Tomb Raider have found an alternate ending accidentally included on launch versions of the game. In comics news, Miles Morales is receiving his own book again in Miles Morales Spider-Man out this December. Four new titles are joining the line of Walmart-exclusive 100-page DC Comics uh, Swamp Thing Halloween Horror Special hits shelves October 7th, an 80-page holiday special on November 11th, an ongoing giant flashbook begins fe February 2019, and a fourth title that has yet to be revealed. Buffy the Vampire Slayer comics have found a new home at Boom Studios with plans for a monthly ongoing series, limited series projects, and graphic novels. Iconic artist, uh, iconic comic artists Dave Gibbons and Roz Chassett uh, will be inducted into the Harvey Awards Hall of Fame at the 30th Awards Ceremony on October 5th at New York City Comic Con. In TV news, according to Deadline, the CW is developing a Nancy Drew series where the where Nancy, an 18-year-old in the summer after her high school graduation, returns home following a family tragedy and finds herself embroiled in a ghostly murder investigation. A teaser trailer for Daredevil Season 2 was released after appearing as a stinger at the end of Iron Fist's second season. The Arrowverse has found its lowest lane in Grim star Elizabeth Toluch, while DC Universe's upcoming series Stargirl has found its titular character in Breck Bessinger, uh, best known for her work on the Goldbergs and various Nickelodeon shows. In movie news, Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp has a release date with the digital version coming October 2nd and the DVD Blu-ray uh, versions releasing October 16th. Black Panther director Ryan Coogler has been named to produce the upcoming Space Jam 2 starring LeBron James. Disney CEO Bob Iger has confirmed that when the Fox deal goes through, Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios will take over the X-Men franchise because, quote, it only makes sense for Marvel to be supervised by one entity. There shouldn't be two Marvels, end quote. Sir Patrick Stewart has been cast as one of the multiple Bosleys in the Charlie, Charlie's Angels remake. 
Dragon Ball Super Broly hits North American theaters January 16, 2019. No word on how wide of a release it will be. In other, uh, in other news, the role of women in wrestling has taken another step forward with Renee Young becoming the first woman ever appointed as a full-time commentator, and that is the news. God damn it, if I hadn't, if I hadn't messed up so many times, I would have gotten it in time because I hit at 4 minutes, point seventy six seconds. That is... Ah, oh, god damn it. Ugh, I feel so bad about it. Oh my god, is that another beam of light coming in? Oh, wow! Whoa! <laughs> Welcome back, Alpha Spectre. Alright, I think we're gonna go ahead and move on uh, to a comic book event that rivals the impact that the death of Superman had in the 90s. We saw Batman's dick, y'all! And uh, we're talking here about Batman Damned, number one, just came out, first black label issue to come out. We can't do a Batman dick episode without the Batman dick expert himself, Mr. Bobber Collins, Boba Fett. Bob, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, sir. Sirs. Sir, yes. Sirs. Yes. And uh, who knows Batman and or dick more than me? Right. Right, you're constantly googling both of those things. I yeah, ironically, I had no didn't. idea about this whole Batman dick uh, phenomenon going on right now. And I got off work the other day, and I think I sent it to you guys. One of my notifications just randomly popped up about check out this picture of Batman's dick. I was like, Hold <laughs> on. What the fuck is going on? How do they know me? Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, well. Before we jump into our discussion about the book, before we get into the nitty-gritty and uh, the knickers of Batman here, uh, we're talking about a book written by Brian Azzarello, art by Lee Baramejo. Uh, ha Fucked one up. <laughs> Lee Bermijo. Bermijo. There you go. Lettered by oh, Jared K. Fletcher and edited by Mark Doyle. Uh and we got a little synopsis here in case you guys haven't been up to date on what's going on with Black Label. This story is about the Joker being dead. There's no doubt about that. But whether Batman finally snapped his scrawny neck or some other force in Gotham City did the deed is still a mystery. Problem is, Batman can't remember. And the more he digs into his, this labyrinth case, the more his mind starts to doubt everything he's uncovering. So who better to set him straight than John Constantine? Uh, problem with that is, as much as John loves a good mystery, he also loves with messing with people's heads. So with John's help, the pair delve into the sordid underbelly of Gotham as they race toward the mind-blowing truth of who murdered the Joker. Uh, and now, first thing... So, oh, what's hold on. so essentially, this is the hangover with Batman <laughs> and John Constantine. This really is... Batman's hangover. They're just going to find the murderer asleep on a, a mattress on the roof of Arkham Asylum. <laughs> John Constantine has a tattoo on his face. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Bob, you read the book. Uh, everyone here, I'm hoping, read the book. Dead Man has a baby with him the whole time. Dude, <laughs> Dead Man... One thing One thing I can say about Dead Man in this, in this book... First off, the book itself is fucking beautiful yeah like the oh yeah it's great and of course fucking bed the whatever the fuck Bermejo? Is. yeah what was uh, that Odo knows 
Uh, Lee Bermejo. Okay, Bermejo. There we go. We'll fuck that up later. Bermejo's art is fucking gorgeous, dude. Like, anything that I've seen him do prior, like uh, the Joker, um, Noel, and uh, he did the art in Luther, didn't he? I believe so, but it's interesting you bring up Noel because the first thing I noticed about this book is that that suit is Batman Noel's suit. Yeah. Hmm. But this yeah, is that, that, that I'm pretty sure that's Bermeo or whatever his name. That's his his designated Batman suit. But isn't this supposed to be like uh, like an like never supposed to be touching anything else, or is this actually connected to Batman Noel? I I, I want to say that. I don't think um, the way I always took it was that Black Label doesn't connect with the main continuity. Right now, I don't think Noel was part of the main continuity either, was it? No, no, I believe it's an else. Is it an Elseworlds? I, I, I don't think, think that it was, was able after to they got away from Elseworlds. But that it's was still at that point where DC is like, this is just a story. It's not going to have Elseworlds or any other kind of alternate label on it. Right, but. They they do those a lot. Like Luther felt like it was in that same universe. Granted, it was by the same artist and uh, and writer. Yeah. But uh, I, I I I the way I I take it as is everything that's in Black Label is set aside from main continuity. Aside so, yeah, from it could uh... connect with Noel and any other stories are, are that are out of continuity yeah I think the only one in black label that they've come right out and said yes this does play into continuity I think is Joker or uh Batman three jokers yeah yeah uh now another cool thing that pops up in this book uh we mentioned dead man who seems to know something deeper about this whole plot. yeah uh but enchantress is a big thing in this first issue. And, okay, yeah. are these flashbacks well, before, that he's having? Yeah. So, okay. Like I thought the, they were, like, I took them as more of, like, flashbacks slash fever dreams. From, like, yeah, yeah. being so, all fucked up and everything. Was he seeing Enchantress as a kid and it's just now occurring to him? Or is she in his dreams? Or what's going on there? I, I think it's a flashback thing. I think it's just a flashback thing. Or, no, yeah, there is that moment where he wakes up from one of these... Uh, flashbacks or dreams or whatever. Yeah, because one of them happens when he's bleeding out in an alley. This okay. is my speculation. Okay. Not knowing, not knowing any anything that's that's coming. Uh, going by the name of this of this title, along with like we know that there's going to be a lot of supernatural aspects in this book. I feel like she's kind of uh, influencing his memories. Like these aren't real memories. Mm. She's just alternating them. Okay. See, that's Something. that's much more uh, intuitive than my <laughs> my prediction. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, like, did Batman fucking kill his parents? <laughs> I mean, that would be a cool story. Yeah, no, I would. I would read it. Yeah, I mean, I mean that I wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, I actually, I think that would be pretty fucking new, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. they've never done that before. I don't think so. Bob, you're the I don't resident. Think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think this is the first I've heard of it. Um, real quick before we go any further on, touching back on Dead Man, one thing I loved is that he didn't have on his classic costume. I don't know if you guys caught that or not, but yeah. he's all like sinew and muscle tissue. 
Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. I I thought that that was different because normally yeah. it's like what the red spandexy suit with the mm-hmm. big collar, the big D on the front, all like natural body fibers. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty gnarly, and especially with Azarello or uh, uh, Bermejo's uh, artwork, it just was phenomenal. I mean, this this artwork is stunning. We can't play that up enough. Oh yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely, and and uh, speaking of other characters that showed up in this book, Zatanna, randomly yeah. street musician, yeah, right. uh, musician, <laughs> street <laughs> magician. Yeah. <laughs> I I like the idea of her like strumming her guitar with a playing card, and then she's like, "Is this your card? Wish you would step back from that ledge." <laughs> Uh, uh, but let's talk about the main um other character in this book rather than the titular one constantine constantine is actually the narrator of this and i didn't realize that and reading all of that intro like i'm trying to figure out who's talking like that what what's that that until i saw until i read the word lad i was like wait a minute it's going to be John Constantine. That, that was the thing that tipped me off, too, was the word lad. Because, like, yeah, I, like, I didn't know who I was reading, necessarily. I thought maybe it was Batman's inner monologue, but, uh, yeah, it, it but became like, pretty clear. The whole this and that, and, like, going from, like, black and white, light and dark, like, just the way that the uh, the script was going at that point, I could tell there was no way it was Batman. But I couldn't, without hearing these words come off of the page, I couldn't really place the dialect. Yeah. So it, I didn't really catch on at Lad. I caught on when I saw John Constantine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love, my. I think my favorite part about this whole book is when uh, Constantine's commentary is coming in about the the creation of man driving God insane. Uh, that that part of the book where Batman's tracking down that witness who saw the murder of the Joker. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part in the whole book. My, I think my favorite quote from that whole thing. Mysterious ways is a nice way of saying arbitrary or capricious. Yeah. I fucking love that. That's so amazing. I've never thought of it that way before, but I'm totally stealing that and using it in arguments about God. <laughs> That the whole narration of this book was absolutely beautiful. Oh yeah, it was. Like Azarello and was it Bermeo? Yeah, yeah. They're we'll we, we've it. talked about this before on prior podcasts. Like there's certain pairings that just mesh well together, and they are definitely one of those pairings. Oh yeah, for sure. And I've uh, another thing I noticed within the art that you see Batman's <laughs> eyes in costume. Uh, yeah, yeah. which is very reminiscent of the Earth One story, where he doesn't oh, yeah. have like the white lenses or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can see his but, eyes the whole time. In Earth One, he doesn't even have like the black makeup around his eyes. So, like yeah. you can still you can see the skin and all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it definitely seeing skin. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, Bob, you knew exactly where I was going with that one because guys, it's time to talk about the bat dick. Like, it's time to have a full-on discussion or this dick. as it's been dubbed on the interwebs, the Battle Wang. (laughs) (laughs) 
the first appearance of the battle wing. <laughs> love that. I fucking love that. Uh, okay. So another another really good segue into this would have been right after you were talking about Dead Man and talking about the big D in the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of big D's. Uh yeah, you may or may not have seen it. Batman's not uh packing anything uh too too light. What am I saying here? See? Batman's got a big dong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just flaccid. Which now may- coming from a from a diehard Batman fan. I was expecting bigger. Really? Well, okay. Well, you also got to think about, uh, what well, is it cold in the game? <laughs> is he a shower or is he a I would definitely say it's damp and drafty. Right. Plus he's flaccid, so you got to give him that. Yeah, yeah, and that's pretty impressive for flaccid. Because yeah. t- uh, we're talking about at least a quarter of his thigh here. And, and in case you guys don't know what we're talking about, there are censored and uncensored versions of this out there. Yeah. Um... In stock trades, and I think DCBS, they had uncensored versions, but overnight they exceeded their sales by 10 times from and what they had available. I did confirm, Odal, you went ahead and made sure Bob and I both got this book, and I went ahead and called and confirmed today. We do have the first printing original copies with the Batwang in them. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. So, so we're all getting it. You're getting a copy of Bat Dick, and Bob's getting a copy of Bat Dick, and I'm getting a copy of Bat Dick. Everybody gets a Batwang. Look under your seats. It's not there. <laughs> it's uh, probably in your short box in the other room. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> the black short box that I keep <sighs> hidden behind all the other short boxes. I thought yeah. we've already established that it would be a long box. <laughs> nice. Now we're talking uh, about Vinny. It's a short box. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Odal over here with the jokes. It's uh, not about the size of the battlewang. It's how you throw it. <laughs> uh, another thing I noticed: Batman seems to be circumcised. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, keeping it cleaned up for the ladies. He's got the old. Bat mushroom head, <laughs> right? And what an impressive one it is, too. Because something else to to note: no hair anywhere. Oh you yeah, tell. you know I didn't notice that before, but now that I'm I thinking mean, back on it, yeah, you see his ass a lot. Well, and granted, we've seen that there's, before. There's no shading for the hair or anything like that, but everything in front is kept shadowy, but it doesn't look bushy. Well, right. Well, well, I mean, you got to think about it with that tight suit on. Having hair would be a nuisance. I like to believe that, like, at least once, twice a week, Alfred gives Bruce a Brazilian. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him. Or a Batzillion. Wait, that brings up another interesting point. Batman was trying to contact Alfred when he was in the alley. Alfred didn't respond. Oh, that's true. He was probably pissed off from the most recent Brazilian. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably finally fed up with it. He was probably trying to get rid of all the hair. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point, though. Uh, Alfred was non-responsive during this book uh, the entire time. So you have to wonder, is Alfred even in this world? Is he dead? Did Alfred kill the Joker? Ooh. Is Alfred the Joker? What is happened? Oh, maybe this is finally where they bring that fan theory into into play. 
Uh, no, it, was, a... it wasn't really a fan theory. It was actually part of uh, is part of Neil Gaiman's what whatever happened to the Cape Crusader story. Oh, that's right. Where yeah, Alfred was the Joker, basically to keep Bruce from going berserk. Because, as we know, uh, or mm-hmm. at least I hope we all know, uh, he does have a background in theater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that would be a really interesting twist on this whole thing, is if uh, Alfred was the Joker and Batman killed him. But then again, who's the one leaving all the shit behind in that church? Uh, it's it's Alfred's niece, Batgirl. <laughs> Barbara Wayne as the <laughs> Batman and Robin continuity. Uh, God, I hope not. Oh, this turns out to be the spil- spiritual sequel to Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, God. Just, uh, you can have my book. Fuck it. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll uh, speak of that. As of issue two, first, we will be first done. Bat nipples, first Bat Nipples, now Bat Wangs. <laughs> I, I can see the connection. It's all starting to come together. <laughs> Next thing we know, we're going to see his bat hole. Oh, God. Like, next his issue is game. full full-fledged bat hole and i'm done i'm good i've seen it all there's nothing left comics can give me if i see his his if i see his hairless intimate bat cave i'm gonna lose my shit <laughs> well, that would probably mean that he already lost his so so i think though it it uh is clear to say i think we're all sold on this book oh yeah yeah I, it was a really good First chapter of this. It's a bi-monthly thing, so and there are only three issues from what I've seen. So oh, really? two months. So yeah, two months for issue two. Bullshit. Oh. Hey, they're doing the same thing with Doomsday Clock. <laughs> I know. But also this is an oversized issue. This is a magazine sized issue. Is it? Yeah, they uh they don't fit in regular bags of boards. They are um uh, who was it? Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder did a series called AD or After Death, mm-hmm. and it was the same way. It was magazine oh, yeah. size. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I did not know that. So the art is going to be even bigger. So when you see that battle wang, it is right up there in your face. There's no escape. <laughs> they Damn wanted your to make sure. Buttons. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go, uh, closing thoughts on the whole book. Bob, why don't you go ahead and go first? Um, like I've said a couple times already, the art in this book is fucking just gorgeous. I, and I follow, here, here's a recurring theme, I follow the artist on Instagram. <laughs> and I've been seeing him post, that makes sense. big surprise, big surprise. But I've been seeing him post teasers of this, of the art from this book for months now. So there's been a lot of anticipation for me to finally be able to get to see it and finish finish final product. Um, the story itself, it feels like a good twist for Batman. You don't get to see him in a lot of supernatural type of settings and scenarios. Um, and having him team up, team up with John Constantine is a great idea. Uh, I've, the only other time I've actually read anything with Batman and, and John as a team up was in the Injustice comics. And the only other time besides that that I've even witnessed it was in what, Justice League Dark. Yeah, 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 Justice League Dark. So those two together, I really like uh, Batman's stone cold seriousness and John's like snarky ass, lackadacious, kind attitude. of like exactly, exactly. Um, 
I'm really interested to see where this goes. Uh, Alpha Spectre, what are you thinking? I thought it was great. Uh, you know, like it's been said many times, the art is fantastic. Even the background art in uh, some of the foreground to background things that you may miss. One of my favorite ones was where Batman leaps off at the top of the building and you see him coming down and he ends up becoming the spit from young Bruce Wayne coming down off the building. So they he's really good about transitioning one scene into another mm-hmm. and making it very seamless. Uh, the story, it's gripping the whole way through between the narration from Constantine, the the dialogue between all the characters, uh, Dead Man. I thought he was great. From, a great take like, on Dead Man. Bouncing from the one guy, and then it's like, hold on a second. And then the guy just gets sick as shit. He bounces to the other chick, says a few things. She gets sick. Uh, Zatanna... Like, I loved all of the secondary characters in this just as much as, you know, Batman and Constantine and all that. But I'm really kind of hung up on Where's Alfred. (laughs) Hashtag Where's Alfred. Where's Alfred and (laughs) Why Joker Jesus. Hashtag Why Joker Jesus. Hashtag Where's Alfred. Uh, What about you, Ben? Me, I... I think the thing I love most about this book is that even though it's Batman's name on the cover, the main character is the mystery. Yeah. Uh, Everyone else feels like secondary characters outside of maybe Constantine, but he only comes off as more prevalent than the others because he's playing narrator and, and his dynamic personality as well. But yeah, I have to agree with you. The secondary characters pop in very special ways that they're supposed to. I don't know if Zatanna will come up again, but if she doesn't, she has made a lasting impression in this book. It's not an appearance you're going to forget when you look back and you think about this. So the writing is very special in that way that it makes everything important. I I feel like everyone that we've seen in this issue has some part to play in this story. Me too, but it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if there's at least like Zatanna is that one that's like we're not going to see her again cuz we are talking about three issues. Even though they're oversized magazine size whatever, we're talking about three issues. Or maybe it's all Zatanna and she's trying to get that Batwang. <laughs> this is so it's I'll not a story. <laughs> it's not a story about uh, finding out who killed the Joker. It's a story about Zatanna getting some. Yeah. Finally. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Yep. Finally, we get that reunion. Uh, okay. How do, you say, how do you say, give me the Batawang backwards? Oh, God. <laughs> this is, I'm way too buzzed uh... for this. <laughs> uh, if I saw it written down in front of me, God, Bob, you just... <laughs> He just ruined my life just now. Uh, You got it right there, right? <laughs> I, I, I typed it wrong, so I had to figure out part of it. Now, I tab F E Jow. 
Well, I didn't get fucked by Batman just now, so apparently that doesn't work. <laughs> but you're also not wearing fishnets. Or are you? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Figured this was a special occasion. You were showing up for this episode, so, you know. Alright, guys. I'll send you pictures. <laughs> Guys, like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that bell below if you want to know when the newest videos go up. Comment your thoughts on any of today's stories, especially what you thought about Batman Damned, uh, which you should be able to pick up a second printing here soon. And please share this episode on social media. It is the only way to get us out in front of people. And of course, you know, liking, commenting, you know, reviewing, all of that kind of helps too. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. The man on the phone is... Bob Collins, Boba Fitz. And cue that wangtastic outro music. Dong 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 d